Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about Belshazzar's feast. Thereafter, we'll be having Sister Becky Arunga share on the topic entitled Answering the Call During the Bible Segment. To start off, here's a song, Oceans, by New Life Youth Choir. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep.
It is now time to welcome the Bible and Living Sound to share with us. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, was a man of great ambition, unlimited energy, a proud, dispirited monarch who, as the years went by, conquered Tyre, Syria, Moab, Edom. Even mighty Assyria fell prey to his victorious armies. As he added nation after nation to the Babylonian realm, he added more to his fame as the greatest ruler of his age. Hail to Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world! Nebuchadnezzar had a passion for building, and his signal success in beautifying the city of Babylon with its hanging gardens and very colored buildings and walls made Babylon one of the wonders of the world. This ministered to his pride and ego until he was in grave danger of losing his sense of justice. In mercy, God gave the proud king another dream to warn him of his peril. Scribe! Scribe! Where are you? I'm coming, Your Majesty, I'm coming. Long live Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world. I had a dream last night, and it frightened me. I am therefore issuing a decree that all the wise men of Babylon come before me, that they make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. The king has had another dream and wants us to interpret it. His majesty is always having dreams. Mm. I hope he remembers this dream. (laughs) He does. All we have to do is interpret it. I'm sure that between us we can give his majesty a satisfaction. Bow the knee! His Majesty Nebuchadnezzar, ruler of the world, enters and sits upon the throne. Arise. I dreamed a dream during the night, and it troubles me greatly. Uh, Tell us the dream, O king, and we will give thee the interpretation. In my dream, I saw a tree growing in the midst of the earth. It grew and grew until its top towered to the heavens, and its branches stretched to the ends of the earth. Flocks and herds from the mountains and hills enjoyed shelter beneath its shadow, and birds of the air built their nests in its boughs. The leaves of the tree were fair, and the fruit thereof much. All flesh was fed of it. As I gazed upon the lofty tree, behold, a watcher, even an holy one, approached the tree and in a loud voice said, Hew down the tree and cut off the branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and the roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let a beast's heart be given unto it, and let seven times pass over it. This is by decree and the word of the Holy One, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. This is the dream that I saw. Now make known unto me an interpretation. Uh, uh, the, the dream is very explicit, Your Majesty. Oh, yeah. What kind of a tree was it, Your Majesty? Uh, can you recall what kind of birds they were? Uh, built nests in the tree? You're, you're sure, O King, that the band around the stump was of iron and brass. Enough and... of this idle chatter. Admit that you are unable to interpret the dream. Uh, Well, Your Majesty, it is an unusual dream. It's very unusual, Your Majesty. Scribe, Daniel is busy, but send for him. He will give me the interpretation. (laughs) 
Daniel, master of the magicians, because I know that no secret is unknown to thee, tell me the interpretation of the dream. In my dream, O Daniel, I saw and beheld a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height was great. The tree grew... This is the dream that I, Nebuchadnezzar, was dreaming. Now, O Daniel, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. You look troubled, Daniel, and distressed. Because of the dream's interpretation? Daniel, let not the dream nor the interpretation thereof trouble thee. No, King, the dream be to them that hate thee and the interpretation to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, O king, is thee, for thy greatness is grown and reachest unto heaven, and thy dominion to the ends of the earth. Go on, Daniel, please. The tree was cut down, yet the stump remained in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass. It was to be wet with dew, and his portion was to be with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. The interpretation is this, O king. This is the decree from the Most High, that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and thou shalt eat grass wet with the dew of heaven. Seven years shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The stump with the roots thereof was left. Thy kingdom, O king, shall be sure unto thee, after thou shalt know that the God of heaven rules all things. This interpretation is sure. O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Break off thy sins and thy iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. I will consider the matter, Daniel. Time passed. Scribe! Babylon is a beautiful city known far and wide for its beauty and magnificence. Who made it so? You did, O king. And who is responsible for the growth of the Babylonian Empire? Uh, thou, uh, thou alone, O king. <laughs> One year from the time of his dream, King Nebuchadnezzar was walking in his palace and proudly exclaiming, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power, and for the honor of my majesty. O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. Thou shalt be driven from men. Thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. Seven years shall pass until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. What was that? Did someone say something? <laughs> Who are you? Get away! Get away! <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> me, me, me! Me, me, go! <laughs> guard, guard, where's your captain? No, 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 you come here. His majesty has gone insane. We must get him out of the palace before anyone finds out. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> For seven years, Nebuchadnezzar lived and ate and slept like an animal. For seven years, he was an astonishment to all his subjects, 
and humbled before all the world. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Then was Nebuchadnezzar's reason restored unto him. Recognizing the divine hand in his chastisement, Nebuchadnezzar made a public proclamation. Once I was a proud monarch. Now I extol and honor the king of heaven. I was a tyrannical, overbearing ruler. Now I shall try to be a compassionate king. I defied and blasphemed the God of heaven. Now I acknowledge the power of the Most High and shall earnestly seek to promote the love of God and the happiness of my people. From experience and in humbleness I plead with thee, be not proud and take not glory to thyself, for therein lies sure destruction. I hope that you indeed enjoy that story from the Bible in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about this program. Write to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr.nairobi Let us now listen to Ngata Bridge Choir with the song Asante Baba. <laughs> This is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I hope you're enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Join me as I welcome Sister Becky Arunga. Beloved of God, God has been indeed faithful and marvelous to us. He has been there for us in all our endeavors and our undertakings. And as such, he has afforded us an opportunity to be in his presence, that we may study and know his perfect will for us in our lives. Surely many are the afflictions of a righteous man, but the Lord removes them or delivers him from them all. I am Becky Arunga. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks and praise unto you for your loving kindness, for your mercies, and for your grace. 
You have been our Lord, our refuge, our shield, and our comfort. We come to your presence this day to learn that which you have prepared for us. And so, Lord, we pray earnestly that you may abide with us, that even as the signs of the times are telling that the moment of your soon return is nearing, let us be prepared that on your day that you come we may all be happy to be caught up with you in the clouds. As we study your word this day, give us your spirit of understanding to lead us to all truth. To this end, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, God has never gotten tired of reminding us his word of truth through the Bible. Day by day, he gives us a witness of who he is and what he desires for us in our lives. The book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 says, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Now what does it mean to get this rest that Jesus is talking about? And how do we know that we are weary and heavy laden? How do we know that our condition that we are in warrants the definition of someone who is weary and heavy laden? We shall look no further than the Bible to get the exact meaning of the profound statement made by Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 talks of a promise of rest that God gave to his people and is giving unto us this day. And so on account of the promise of this rest, verse 9 and 10 says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works as God did from his. In essence, the writer of Hebrews is trying to say that had the Israelites found rest in their settlement in Canaan, then there would not be need for a day of rest that Jesus is speaking about. Had the people of Israel gotten rest by virtue of settling in a land flowing with milk and honey, then there was no need for Jesus to tell them, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Essentially, it brings to us the fact that Jesus is talking of a rest that he himself can give. A rest that is given to they who have diligently pursued the labors that the Lord has given them to do. Of Christ it is written that he came and died and rose again, and is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty, where he is ministering to us as a high priest. And so even they who have diligently worked for Jesus Christ, who have diligently served the Lord and taken heed to his commandment, are promised of a rest that is to come. Father Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 now tells us, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. 
in essence, what the Bible is telling us is, as long as we shall live in a life of disobedience, we have no portion in the rest that the Lord himself shall provide. As long as we continue following the patterns of this world, then we have no portion in the kingdom of God. Essentially, what we ought to do is, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest. And entering that rest entails obedience to the word of God. Entering that rest entails taking God at his word, trusting only in the merit of Jesus Christ to enable us to seek the face of God. How do we know that obedience to God alone is the only key of obtaining this rest? Verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Beloved, we must live a life of obedience. And a life of obedience is lived by he who daily meditates upon the word of God, that he may know the perfect will of God. Because it is only through the word of God that we are able to see the defects of character in our lives. It is only through the word of God that we are able to know that our thoughts and our intents are not patterned according to the will of God. It is only the word of God which is living and powerful that is able to make us know the will of God in our lives. And so God is giving unto us his word and he has given us his word of truth that we may learn his deeds that we may at the end of it enter his rest that he has promised to all they who obey him. Let us emphasize on verse 13. There is no creature hidden from his sight. It matters not where you are. God is able to find you wherever you go to. Were you to go to the highest of the mountains? Were you to be in the depths of the valleys? Were you to be covered with soil? Were you to be hidden in a bush? The searching hearts of the Lord will still find you. And so you cannot hide even in the depths of the sea as did Jonah. Because the searching eyes of the Lord move to and fro, seeking if there be anyone who has an understanding heart or anyone who seeks the Lord. And it is said, Father, all things are naked and open to the eyes of the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Beloved, a day is coming when we shall be called upon to give an account to God as to how we have lived our lives. A day is coming when everything shall come to a close. Everything shall come to a standstill. It shall be you before the judgment seat of God. It is you before God himself. How shall it be on that great day of judgment? Will you be found before the Savior wanting? Or will you be found before God as one who has washed his garment in the blood of Jesus. All hope and despair 
All hope is not lost. It matters not how much you have trampled down upon the laws of God. It matters not how you have been disobedient to his commandments. The Lord is saying this one more time. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7. Today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. If you have heard the voice of Jesus pleading with you, pleading with you my beloved, come home and return to the savior. Come home and return to he who is tenderly calling unto you. Come home and return to the savior who gave himself entirely that you may obtain salvation. Forsake your life of sin. Forsake your life of disobedience. Forsake your life of antagonism with God. Forsake your life of immorality. Forsake your life of perversion. Look unto Jesus and answer the call. Let us pray. Our dear heavenly Father, you have been our guide, our shield, and our defender. We give glory and honor unto your name for your loving kindness. Thank you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. You have daily taught us to seek your face and that is what we have done. Lord there is my dear listener who wants to look unto you daily to do your will. Father I pray that you may give him and give my dear lady an understanding heart to follow you all the days of their lives. Dear God, I thank you for answering our prayer in Jesus name. Amen. It's been a blessing serving God with you. May God keep you safe till we meet again. Be blessed. We have come to the end of our show for today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi@ek.adventist.org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mangin. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed. <music> Oh
Yeah. 